we're going to finish our series this week, which started at the beginning of the month. Uh, it, like I said, if you're new, we do a series every month, and sometimes they're geared towards something the church is doing. Most of the time, it's just something that I feel led to do. And with this series, it was something that I know as school was starting, you guys are going to face a lot of situations where you have choices to make, where you have big choices to make, where you have small choices to make. And an important thing to know in each step of your life is there's no one choice that is going to define you. There's nothing that you can choose and you're like, oh no, I was wrong, and then you're, you're messed up forever. Like, you can always have forgiveness, you can always redo something. Now, there could be consequences to that, obviously, and those things could affect you for a long time. But no one choice will define you. However, as you make choices, you learn who you are and you find out who you are. And so in this series, we've talked about peer pressure. And we talked about the fact that even a king in the Bible was like susceptible to peer pressure because he wanted people to like him. And one of the things that is the biggest struggles for temptation, especially with people your age, but also people my age, like upper centuries, um, they want people to like them. Like they really want to be liked, even if they don't care about popularity, like they at least, at the very least, don't want to like stand out as being made fun of. And we all kind of share that. It's something that we all care about, even if we say we don't. And so peer pressure comes in that thing. And one thing to remember, one thing that's very vital throughout your entire life, but especially at this age, but always, one thing that matters and will always matter is anyone who tells you, you have to do this in order to get my love, or you have to do this in order for me to like you, or you have to do this and be this and act like this and choose this in order for me to accept you is wrong completely. Like, you have to make your own choices, and you have to determine your own things, and you have to, to uh, have your own identity, and you have to figure out what that is and who that is. And we're going to talk more about identity in the next series. And so um, from there, we talked uh, about just... Small, not smaller things, but different things, like day-to-day choices like stealing, cheating, uh, caring so much about money that you put everything else second or third or ninth. Um, and so all of those things are uh, 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 basically come with your priorities. They involve your priorities and what you think and what you care about. And so whether it's peer pressure or all the things like stealing, cheating, etc., you have to figure out who you want to be. And if you want to be someone like Jesus, you want to be someone who is considered a good person, you want to be someone who treats others like you want to be treated, you have to make choices that go along with that. And sometimes we're really hard on ourselves when we screw up. And it's like, man, I screwed up. I made the wrong choice. I made a mistake. Now I'm just awful forever. That's not at all true. Like every single person in the history of time other than Jesus makes mistakes. Like even Cooper just dropped something and that's crazy. But all of those things are possible to change. All of those things are possible to improve. You can always get better. As long as there is life, there is hope and you can always keep going forward. Um, And so last week we talked about just being kind and that's something that's super missing in this world. Uh, there's a lot of stuff that could make the world better. Like if everybody was able to eat, obviously. If everybody was able to have water, obviously. Like there's a ton of stuff that we could list uh, that would make the world better, that would make people better, that would have a better impact. But one of the most central ones, one of the things that would be so easy is if we were just kinder, if we just treated everybody like we want to be treated. And you may be like, well, not everybody in the world's going to do that. Absolutely. But if everybody who went to a church, if everybody who went to a youth group, if everybody who said they were a Christian actually treated other people like they wanted to be treated, like if they actually treated people with kindness and respect and love, man, that would have an impact. And so that's something that unfortunately falls on your guys' generation because all the other generations, all of us old people, have screwed it up forever. And so you guys have this chance, though. It's not a pressure thing. It's this chance to really do better, to really treat people better, to really be kind. And so I want to go into that this week as we go to Esther chapter 4, verses 1 through 14. Um... When Mordecai learned about all that had been done, 
He tore his clothes, put on burlap and ashes, and went out into the city, crying with a loud and bitter wail. He went as far as the gate of the palace, for no one was allowed to enter the palace gate while wearing clothes of mourning. And as news of the king's decree reached all of the provinces, there was great mourning among the Jews. Uh, They fasted, wept, and wailed, and many people lay in burlap and ashes. So I read that because basically it's telling you what happened after the king, Xerxes, Persia. Uh, You'll probably figure it out in history one day, but he... um, issued a decree, he was tricked into issuing a decree, which is a law, uh, to say everyone of Jewish faith, everyone who doesn't worship the king, everyone who believes in God is going to be killed at this certain point. And it was something that they really wanted to happen. Not him, he was just tricked into it with his ego and all of these things, kind of peer pressured, as we've talked about. And so Mordecai was in the, he had saved the king's life at one point, and he had a niece, Esther, who was the queen at this time, and nobody knew either of their faiths, but Mordecai knew what was coming, and he knew what he was going to have to do, and he knew that his life would change, because Because sometimes when you stand up for what's right, sometimes when you stand up for someone else, sometimes when you stand up for who you are, you're going to get hurt. And it sucks. And I wish so badly that I could say, hey, if you just live your identity and you live and you treat people with respect and you turn the other cheek and you do all the things you're supposed to do, that people would start to show you respect, that people would start to be kind to you, that nothing bad would happen to you. But that's not how it works, unfortunately. Sometimes, honestly, the, the better you treat people, the worse other people treat you. And yet, it's still what we're called to do. And so Mordecai, he's, he's mourning everything. He trusts that God is going to control it. He trusts that God is going to have it under control and fix things. But he knows that he may die, that Esther may die. He knows that people are going to suffer. And so it, it just it's something where he knows he has to stand up. One of the things I think that happens in our lives is we think about like major people that have stood up. People, uh, well, like Rachel, Rachel Scott, if you're familiar with the Columbine shootings. Like she's a, a Christian girl who... Uh, was asked, do you believe in God? She said, yes, she got shot, etc. Um, I didn't mean to diminish that. It's a very powerful thing, but it's something we've all probably heard about. But we think about that, where she stood up and she had this moment. Most of the time, you're gonna, not going to have like a singular moment like that, hopefully. But like most of the time, you're not even going to have like a major thing that people know about. But it's okay to dread that. It's okay to feel like, man, I don't want to do this, but I have to. But I, you know, I, I don't, I don't want to, to get hurt, but I know that this is right. It's okay to feel that. Like, it's okay to, to feel bad about that. It's okay to feel bad about doing the right thing as long as you continue to do the right thing. And so Mordecai is showing that. We go to the next part here. When Queen Esther's maids and eunuchs came in and told her about Mordecai, she was deeply distressed. She sent clothing to him to replace the burlap, but he refused it. Then Esther sent for Hathak one of the king's eunuchs who had been appointed as her attendant. She ordered him to go to Mordecai and find out what was troubling him and why he was in mourning. So Hathak went out to Mordecai in the square in front of the palace gate. Mordecai told him the whole story, including the exact amount of money Haman had promised to pay into the royal treasury for the destruction of the Jews. Mordecai gave Hathak a copy of the decree issued in Susa and that called for the death of all the Jews. He asked Hathak to show it to Esther and explain the situation to her. He also asked Hathak to direct her to go to the king and beg for mercy and plead for her people. So Hathak returned to Esther with Mordecai's message. I realize that's a lot of names and a lot of weird, weird names. So basically what happens is Esther is the queen. She had come to it by a way that she didn't really want it, but she got it because that's the way things worked then. And so um, she was there, but nobody knew her faith. Nobody knew who she was. They just knew that she was the queen. And that was on purpose because she wanted protected. It wasn't necessarily that she was hiding who she was. She just wasn't necessarily proclaiming who she was because she knew what would happen if she did. And so this guy named Haman, he's a bad guy. He went around tricking everybody because he was jealous and envious and hated himself and hated other people and was just a big jerk. And you've probably known people like that. You've definitely seen people like that on TV and stuff. And so... 
what happens here, what this paragraph said, was that she was just living there. She didn't know what was happening because at that time, women didn't matter at all to the king or to anybody, unfortunately. And so she didn't really have much say, and so she just kind of did her thing. And Mordecai's like, hey, this is coming. Like, this is going to happen. And so she was really upset, and then she, she finds out, and, and he's like, please, go to the king and, and stop. Now, most of us, if we don't have an understanding of biblical history, which I'm going to assume is pretty much everybody, uh, we would think, like, well, why wouldn't she? Like, she's the queen. She should just go, she could just go talk to him. Well, at this time, like, literally anybody, but especially the queen, if they went to the king and said something without him calling for them first, without him pointing, like, the king staff thing, uh, scepter, at her or him or whoever was coming to talk to him, they were killed immediately. And so it's not like she could just go and text him or send a tweet or make a fancy TikTok and do a dance and say, hey, check this out while she's dancing like Rob does. And so... Um, she couldn't do all of that, but Mordecai's like, hey, go do this. Like, we need help. And so it's such an important thing. There are going to be times in your life, and again, sometimes they're not going to seem huge, but there are going to be times in your life where you see somebody being hurt or somebody being made fun of or somebody being shunned or, or kept aside, or you're going to see something that really matters to you, and you're going to have this decision, do I stand up? What do I do? And sometimes it's going to be a situation where it's like, man, if I stand up, if I help them, if I say stop, if I, I don't laugh, if I don't whatever, if I don't get involved, then, then man, they're going to make fun of me now. And that sucks. And it sucks for anybody that does that. And so Mordecai is asking her to put her life on the line, and it's a big ask. But Mordecai is willing to do that too. And so I want to go to this last part before we wrap this up. Then Esther told Hathak to go back and relay the message to Mordecai. All the king's officials and even the people in the provinces know that anyone who appears before the king in the inner court without being invited is doomed to die unless the king holds out his gold scepter. Like I said, see, I wasn't lying. And the king was not called, has not called for me to come to join him for 30 days. So Hathak gave Esther's message to Mordecai. Um, Mordecai sent this reply to Esther, and this is important. Don't think for a moment that because you're in the palace you will escape when all other Jews are killed. If you keep quiet at a time like this, deliverance and relief for the Jews will arise from some other place, but you and your relatives will die. Who knows if perhaps you were made queen for just such a time as this. So basically, Esther is like, hey, if I go do this, like I really, I feel it because you know I'm, I'm Jewish too and it's gonna suck and I don't want anybody to die, but if I go, I'm gonna die right now and I can't help anybody if I die right now, which is true. And Mordecai's like, hey, I love you and I raised you, but, God's going to handle this no matter what. Like, you are not necessarily needed. You're just in a position to do something. But even if you don't, like, something good is going to happen. But you may die. I may die. Other people may die. It could go better if you just stand up. Uh, that's an important thing to know. Like, God can do things on his own. Like, he doesn't necessarily need us, but he gives us that chance. So if you don't stand up, if you don't help people, somebody else will. But... It is so much better for you and for them if you do it then. And it can help so many other people. And so the other thing he says is maybe this is your time. Maybe this is the time and why you were queen. Everybody, from a very young age, as soon as you're able to kind of think about stuff, you're like, why am I here? What am I meant for? What is my purpose? What do I want to do when I grow up? Uh, how, how good am I going to be at soccer? Like, whatever it is you're thinking of. Like, you're like, how can I make a difference? How can I matter? And that only gets more thought after as you get older. But what Mordecai is saying is, maybe this is it. And everything may be it. Now, I'm not saying your lives are just going to be standing up one time, but I'm saying you are who you are for a reason. And you are where you are for a reason. Uh, that doesn't mean that your life's always going to be good. It doesn't mean your life's always going to be bad. It means that you have this chance to make a difference 
in your position, in your family, in your home, in your school, in your church, wherever you are. And it's not always going to be super clear what to do. And sometimes you're going to be a kind of, you're going to disagree with other people. Because there's never going to be anyone that you 100% agree with, except Jesus, hopefully. But there's never going to be anyone that you 100% agree with. And so it's going to be tricky sometimes, which is why it's important, and I say this all the time, to have people in your life, friends, family, youth pastors, Rob, Carol, Hope, whoever else, people in your life that will tell you their advice. It doesn't mean you have to take it, but they will care about you and say, hey, you know, I don't agree with this. And, you know, you don't necessarily, again, have to agree with them, but you're like, okay, well, that makes sense. And, or say, hey, you know, maybe you should think about this. Somebody like Mordecai, who literally is telling the queen, hey, you're being kind of dumb here in a loving way. But he's like, hey, you can make a difference. And so the reason I called this, this is me and not just for the greatest showman, but it's because who you are is who you are. And there are going to be a lot of people. I realize that sounded cliche, but it's true. There are going to be a lot of people over the course of your life, and there probably already have been, who are going to tell you who they think you should be and who they think you are and who they want you to be. And they're going to try to define you by that. And... Sometimes it's parents, and sometimes it's teachers, and sometimes it's adults that you don't even know, and sometimes it's TV, and sometimes it's movies, and sometimes it's whatever else. You are the one who lives your life. You are the one that has to live with all of the decisions you make and all of the choices you make. You are the one that has to grow closer to Jesus. You are the one that has to do what you think is right. That does not mean to everybody, time, every time somebody says, hey, you know, I think this, that you should spit in their face and be like, I didn't myself, what up? I'm not saying that. In fact, never say what up. But anyway, what I'm saying is you are the one who has to be you. No one else is ever going to be you. And again, that sounds cliche and it sounds stupid, but we forget that all of the time because we try to fit in and we try to be like other people and we try to think like other people. But you can only think like you. And there are going to be things, even big things, that sometimes people disagree with. And what it comes down to for me and for you is the closer you get in a relationship with Jesus, like the more you try to be like him, the more clear it will be on who you are and the more you're going to know the right thing. Again, you're still going to have questions and you're still going to wonder sometimes and you still may differ, but you're going to know the right thing and you're going to become who you are, but you have to work on it and you have to make those choices. That's what this series has been about. It's not saying, man, if you've ever given it to peer pressure, you suck. And it's not saying, man, if you've ever cheated or stolen, then you're a cheater and a stealer and you're no good. I'm not saying that. Now, don't do those things. But what I'm saying is, even though you are not the choices that you make and you never will be the choices you make, those choices do build up into who you are, and you are the ones that have to make them. Now, don't go home to your parents and say, hey, Jeff said that all my choices are my own, and I don't have to listen to you, because I'm not saying that, and I'm scared of most of your parents, and so don't say that. Because especially until you're 18 and on your own, like you still have to listen. What I'm saying is pay attention to the people that love you, the people that care about you, but you ultimately have to make your own decisions and determine who you are. And that starts with every decision you make. Now, don't pressure yourself and be like, man, if I'm not perfect, believe me, that life sucks and that's my life. Because I always have to be perfect. And I am by no means perfect, but I hold myself to that. And so if I ever mess up, I just beat myself up and I hate myself and all this stuff. So don't do that. Give yourself grace. But at the same time, decide, who do I want to be? Do I want to be a better person? Do I want to, to do good? Do I want to help? And then start doing it. You're not going to be perfect. You are not going to be perfect. One thing I say a lot to you guys and adults, you can look at your life one of two ways. You can be like, well, I'm going to mess up, so I'm just going to do whatever I want. And then, you know, at the end of time, I'll ask for, at the end of my life, I'll ask for forgiveness. That's a very dangerous and bad way to do. Not just because it's like a risk and you don't know when you're going to go or what's going to happen. But the longer you put it off, the less you care about other people and the less you care about yourself. 
The other way is you say, well, I'm going to mess up, but I'm going to do my best to not to. And when I do, I'm going to just ask for forgiveness or I'm going to say I'm sorry. I'm going to admit I'm wrong. And that is who you are. That is who you can be. It is so important to start doing that. You are so young and you're not going to be perfect and you're going to mess up. But you can keep going. And anytime somebody says, you're so young, your opinion doesn't matter, that's garbage like it does. Now, you obviously are going to learn more as you get older, and you're going to know more as you get older, and that's something that comes with wisdom and time. But you still, right now, are who you are, and you can start to build into who you want to be. But you have to take that agency. You have to take that time. You have to take that relationship with Jesus and start building it. And that's why we do this every week, and that's why I care about not canceling, and that's why I care about talking and doing all this stuff, because I'm still terrified of this stuff, and I could just be reading and let Rob talk or whatever. But, and Rob's awesome and he could, although he wouldn't, but it's, it's, what I'm saying is, who you are matters. Who you are matters. And so it should matter to you. And so you start to grow, you start to become that, you look at things like Esther and you're like, hey, you know what, this is a really tough time in my life, but I can learn from this. Or you can be like, man, this is an awesome time in my life, but it's hard for them, so I can learn from this, I can help. And when you find a situation and you screw up, be like, well, what can I learn for next time? And just keep learning and keep growing and keep doing your best. Because literally all you can do is your best. All you can do is to do your best to be your best, to be like Jesus. That's all you can do. Nobody can do any more than that. And so just keep trying that. And every day, uh, Dwayne, who used to be here, used to say, be 1% better. And so I would just say that. Like, tomorrow, wake up and be like, I'm going to do better than I did yesterday. And then just keep doing that every day. It doesn't matter the percentages. But just keep trying. You are not perfect but you are worth it and you are enough and you are loved. And so just keep going forward and figure out who you are and be that person. And that's all I got.